Hey, welcome. You're listening to the Leader Like You podcast to inspire and help you get more of what you want, more of the time with less hassle, less resistance, and more buy-in in all areas of your life. My name is Robert Kahn, coach, trainer, and consultant, also the creator of the Leader Like You method. I'm sitting down to bring you my thoughts and ideas and the lessons learned along the way and how to make a positive impact wherever you go. Hello. Let's talk about affirmative and creative use of not for better outcomes. Strange little title. So let's discuss it and see what it means. Let me just set the scene. When I ask leaders and teams, raise your hand if you in this room would like quicker, more effective, hard-hitting meetings with clear outcomes and clear action plans, with a clear understanding of on who's on board and who's not on board, I consistently hear and receive a resounding yes. That's good news. It means we can improve the quality of our meetings. And one of the things I find that plagues leaders, meeting goers, and humans of all levels is when we ask people questions. Sometimes their response is more skewed towards what they think we want to hear rather than what they actually want to say. A universal truth I've come to know most people just say yes to end the dialogue and move on, meaning there is not true acceptance. Now for me, acceptance is saying yes and doing yes with follow through. So for example, what I find holds teams back is true dialogue, whether people agree or not, on approaches that are being put out there. And from my perspective, one of the reasons there is not true dialogue, is that meetings tend to trudge along and at a certain point in the meeting, the leader then thinks the team has discussed things enough and the leader looks at the team wanting to recap and end the discussion and says, okay, so we all agree we need to increase sales 5% in Q1. Yeah. And the team says, yep, sure. Now, when I'm present, online or offline, I noticed what I call the north-south one, two, three movement and people kind of just nod their head saying, yep. And then the leader thinking they have agreement says, okay, so it is 5% more sales in Q1. I'm glad we talked about that. Then after the meeting, people push back one-on-one. Hey, Steve, can I talk to you? Begin to renegotiate why they can't deliver 5% in their sales territory. And what it clearly points to is a lack of ability to disagree. People then fall into the trap of saying what they think the leader wants to hear versus holding the real true dialogue. Another occasion I was with a team that needed to do 10 more additional voice of customer interviews and they were facing a deadline. The team leader announced, okay, it looks like we have 10 more interviews to do. So everybody here in the room, can take one in-depth interview and do it so we split up the interviews evenly. And then the leader said, with the holiday coming up next Wednesday, the office was closed that day, is everyone okay to turn in their findings Tuesday by 5 p.m.? Well, I noticed everybody agreed visually. Heads nodding, that reassuring, sure, Steve, no problem. And the telltale North-South, one, two, three movement. (sighs) Lo and behold, 
Tuesday the next week, only three of the 10 people turned in their interview results. Meaning, the leader had to make seven phone calls. Hey, Marsha, it's Mike. I noticed you didn't get your response in, in-depth interview. He then had to negotiate when they were gonna turn it in and miss the Tuesday deadline. And there's a better way. What I encourage people running processes, projects, team meetings to do is not to ask in the positive, rather realize how beneficial it can be to sometimes ask in the negative. And that would sound like this. Okay, so we've now discussed increasing sales for Q1 by 5%. And here's the magical question. Is there anyone in the room who does not agree to raising sales 5% in Q1? At that point, pause and look around the room. Give people space. Look patient. While most people will think what you said is, does everybody agree that we raise sales 5% in Q1? What you really said, is there anybody in the room who does not agree to raise sales 5%? There's a difference. So let's talk positive intent. And you may want to see my other past podcast on that. You don't do this because you want to squash discussion or stifle people. The affirmative use of negative speech helps people come forward with the discussion. So why live in a fake reality of yes when it's not really yes, when it might be not quite yes? You really want to allow people who want to disagree the time to no. debate and discuss no. the approach and nothing opens it up more than the not. It somehow wakes up what I call the mismatch in people and people will say, hey, wait a sec. In my sales territory, I don't think I'm going to eke out more than 2% increase in sales in Q1, so I'm not really okay to increase sales 5% in my category. You want to hear that and talk about it. So using not allows them to open up and hold the dialogue that's necessary. Come to think of it, I'd rather people have discussion and know before we leave the room who's on board and who's not. And after you negotiate with the woman running the sales force for the team that only could do 2% sales increase, I'd look around at the team and recap the discussions using the not. All right, except for Martha's territory where we're increasing sales 2%. Is there anybody else who does not agree that we're increasing sales 5% in Q1? Silence. Give it space. Again, look patient. Then I would say, okay, we now agreed 5% sales increase everywhere except in this territory. And in the case of the interviews, I'd say, all right, we now have decided that we're going to do 10 more interviews and turn those in Tuesday night at 5 p.m. before the day off because Wednesday is the national holiday. Is there anybody in the room who does not agree that they're able to turn in the interviews Tuesday night? Again, give it some silence. Maybe somebody raises their hand and says, well, uh, I'm glad you brought it up. Actually, I'm on a holiday that week and I'm leaving on Sunday and I'm not back for till Friday. So yeah, Tuesday's not going to work. Negotiate. I'd rather you know it now than expect it Tuesday night and not get it and chase after it. So, I don't know. Maybe getting them in Sunday night would be good or maybe the Friday before or maybe you could make an exception and um, 
give them some time for after the vacation. Now, the important thing is to not always give blanket positive statements when facilitating groups, project, and processes. As a matter of fact, I use it with the group I barely knew. Yesterday, I was working with the group online at all sorts of different locations. I never worked with them. And it was time for the 15-minute afternoon break, and I wanted to lock in my need for punctuality, so I said, we're now going to take a 15-minute break. Is there anybody who cannot be back in 15 minutes? We have a lot to do, and punctuality is important for me, so I can help you as a team. Everybody said, yeah, that's perfect. And guess what? They were all back on time. Now, this approach also applies outside work, for example, at home. Let's say the following is said to your kids. Okay, guys, gals, we want to go skiing this weekend. Great. Well, your mom's telling me our rooms are all messy. So let's agree we all clean our bedrooms, including me, before we go. My kids say, sure, dad, whatever. Walk off. Probably not clean their rooms. And then Sunday comes and then we don't go skiing. Nobody's happy. So a parenting tip would be to say, Everybody wants to go skiing on Saturday and mom wants us to clean our rooms because she says they're messy. Does anybody not understand that if we don't clean our rooms, we can't go skiing? Lots of knots in there. Not, 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 can't. They look at you and go, okay. Okay, dad. And then you end up by saying, so we all agree. Cleaning our room before we go skiing on Saturday and putting our duty clothes in the basket. If not, no skiing. Yes, Dad. And off they go and clean the room. So my suggestion is to ask in the negative, not just in the positive. And I call this the affirmative use of not. Maybe it's your new best friend. So I look forward to hearing your questions, comments, and discoveries, how you can use this because it applies everywhere. Don't just ask questions that allow people to say what they think you want to hear. Ask questions that allow true dialogue. And with that, I look forward to your questions, comments, and discoveries, how you make this work. So go off and be leader-like, successful by design, not by chance, through conscious responses instead of unconscious reactions. And along the way, I hope you have better meetings, better decision processes, and more people in step with you. You've reached the end of another episode of the Leader Like You podcast. Connect with us at leaderlikeyou.com. And don't forget to sign up to our mailing list to receive the newsletter and our free materials. See you at the next episode.